Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. Y'all know how we rock and roll, man. Another entertaining, informative episode for you all to enjoy. I'll keep it real. You know, this is a very, very personal episode for me because anytime I can get a, a current Seminole on, as you see that number eight over my left shoulder, it's always a big deal, right? So for all you college football fans out there, this is the episode for you, and clearly for Seminole fans, y'all know what time it is, man. Our guest, no other than one of the best wide receivers in college football right now, by the way of Michigan State, by the way of Louisiana, no other than the great Keon Colvin. Keon, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Feeling great. I'm just, you know, thankful to be up here, you know, today. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to chopping it up. Uh, no question, no question. So, you know, scrolling through your list of offers when you came out of high school, I saw a bunch of big name programs, right? But I didn't see your home state school, LSU. Uh, did you feel some type of way coming out of high school not having them involved in your recruiting process? Nah, not at all. I'm going to be honest, nobody really knows. But that was more so a personal thing for me. I didn't really want to go there. I mean, they, you know, obviously reached out, you know, your name get big enough in your home state, they're going to come. But I wasn't really interested at all. I had no intentions on staying home and being home or going back home out, out of the portal. So, no, nah, it didn't. It didn't phase me. Well, how sweet was it for you? You know, you transfer in the floor. You transfer to Florida State. First game on a national stage, right against LSU. Granted, like you said, it was more of a personal decision for you, not really vibing with them uh, in regards to your recruiting process. But how sweet was it for you to score three touchdowns? Your opening game. For your new with your new team, your new school against your state school, LSU. I mean, it was it was great, you know. Not so much just because it was them, just because the fact that y'all have like, you know, what well, we I'm a part of this now. We are the best fan base in America. And, you know, just that whole build up to that first game and just, you know, showing people like, you know, what I really can do and how it can impact the game and just pass, just like being just a receiver, just all, all around player and you know, being a team player and then you know, for that first game, I mean, it it, it, it hit a little bit because I do have a few LSU fans in my family, you know. So, you know, it stung a little bit for them. It, you know, I was having fun. And, you know, no put on that performance and, you know, to catch the ball in the live game, you know, finally some joy, it was, it was a dream come true. Man, and I tell people this all the time. Every time I have college football discussions, you know, most people feel like I'm biased. And I might be biased to a degree. Who cares? But when it comes to Florida State, that brand means something. And this box office, you talk about playing your first game on a national stage, right? National TV, only game in town that particular day. The year before, you played, we played LSU in New Orleans. And you talk about the, the primetime games you guys, have, you guys have been a part of so far this season. And counting, I don't know if there's another university that has been on national TV as much as you guys. So you talk about the fan base. Yes, I agree with you. We had the best fans in college football. And also, too, you get some of the best recognition because you're always on a 
you always on that on the biggest stage under the brightest light. So you've been doing a phenomenal job taking advantage of that, that situation. So you pick Michigan State, you know, coming out of high school for football. But you also, you know, if you don't know about Keon, Keon is the ultimate athlete. You also walked on on the basketball court as well, became the first player since 1992. I don't know if you know this or not, but you became the first player since 1992, Charlie Ward at Florida State to score a touchdown and a basket for a top 10 team. How were you able to balance when at that time playing football and basketball? I mean, I feel like it was something that I've, you know, always done, you know, growing up and even throughout high school. So it was a, you know, it was a pretty smooth transition. You know, being that I've never played, you know, football for, you know, the the spin of like a spring or nothing like that. I've never done it. It was always basketball and track and, you know, seven on seven and stuff like that. So it was it was pretty normal for me. And just adjusting to that, it was it wasn't much. Would you consider yourself currently right now at Florida State on the football team? Would you consider yourself to be the best the best basketball player on the football Most team right definitely. now? Most definitely. It was definitely. That's not even a question. That kind of, that's kind of unfair. It's not kind of. That is unfair. It's unfair? But, you so, know, some people could hoop on the team, but... No, I, I was going to say, who, who, would, who would be... Okay, if you're number one, right? And I've been hearing everybody... The consensus probably would say you would be number one, right? Because you play basketball at, on a high level with Coach Izzo. But who would be close? a close number two and number three on the football team I, right now? I, mean, I, ain't see, I ain't see everybody, but, you know, Marquise got a little, you know, a little high school background, you know. Winston, well, Winston's not part of the team but I hoop with Winston. Winston can hoop a little bit. But I'm eager to see what J-Dub would do. I'm eager okay. to see what he could do on the court. You know, he's from Mississippi, so he talked. I want to see what he could do. So if you had to pick your starting a starting five from Florida State football players, right? A starting five, who would be the other four guys with you? Biscuit. I'm okay. going to go Doug. Uh, I'm going to take Jaheim. He athletic. One more. Mm, I need a shooter. Yeah, you need a shooter. Ooh. <clears throat> this tough. I don't know who can shoot, dog. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a discussion point. But my question would be for you, because, you know, football players, we the ultimate competitor, right? You know yeah. what I mean? And I remember when I used to be at Florida State, we used to always go to the leech and hoop in the leech in the summertime. And anytime we got some of the current basketball players that come in there, we used to take it, we used to make it personal. So if you do you think, especially with you being the type of player that you are right now, if you put together a starting five of football guys against the starting five from the basketball team right now currently, would it be a competitive type situation or would y'all get blown out? Would it? We ain't playing none of that. No. We're gonna be, gonna be <laughs> coaching, I'm going to be coaching on the court too. We're going to get out there. We're going to have to set that up. We're going to have to set that up. That'll be fun. There's no question that'll be fun, man. Shots out to Little Hamilton and the basketball team as well. But you heard what Keon said. And, and, and keep it real, Keon, you probably could start on the basketball team right now. I mean, Kobe be him, though. Ask, ask, ask Coach Hamilton. He's been knowing about me since I was about 15. So, he, you know, he knows. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, Keon, let's transition back to your football career. When you decided to make the decision to transfer from Michigan State, and, boy, that, that, that was a great move, by the way. That was a great move, right? Why did you choose Florida State? Because clearly – Everyone was knocking on your door, wanting to wanting you to join their program. But why did you choose Florida State, Coach Norvell, and just the entire tradition that comes with being a no? I'm gonna start with the tradition part. Like I have a, they have a lot of great players that you know been here, a lot of primetime games. You know, Florida State means something. Even when 
the seasons that, you know, they weren't as good, it still meant some. So to be able to represent a brand like that, that meant a lot. But on the football side of things, like just being there with Jay Tribe and Johnny and, you know, Jaheim and a bunch of other guys is on the field, like, it's kind of hard to just, you know, stop us at any, you know, at any particular thing. So we're so versatile and you don't have to, you know, as a receiver, you feel like you want to, you know what I'm saying, go for as many yards as you can go for, but you you get a chance to be unselfish and feel like what the NFL would feel like, you know, yep. and you have a lot of guys on the team. So it just takes a lot of my play personally, but I also get the sacrifice of not trying to go for as many yards in the world. I get to play with a bunch of great guys and just experience that, you know, winning again, for the first time since like my freshman year, so just winning and you know being on that that roller coaster and just trying to stay up there and chase the championship ring and that's pretty much that's all of the goal. So just being able to put myself in the best position and allow the, allow myself to help a team, you know, get over that hump and you know hopefully go get the ring. Outside of football, what is your favorite thing about Florida State? Like, is there is there a certain spot you like to go to in Tallahassee? Is there certain vibes that you like outside of just playing football? For Florida State, what's what's the favorite the favorite thing you like about you know FSU or just Tallahassee in totality? I mean, I, I'm just starting to you know get out and you know go around and stuff. You know, I usually ride, I ride around a lot, so you now I ride around a lot and just be looking. But I don't really know what anything is, so I'm you know I'm trying to get you out. Got any favorite food spots? I mean, and it's a lot of just chicken out here. You know, fried chicken, wings, <laughs> you know, crab on the run, a town. You know, the, that's good, but. You know, McDonald's in my house. That's about the top four right there. Yeah, yeah. Say no as more. Hey, I just want you to be dialed in, man. It's a good. If you ain't really out and about, that's a good thing, man. Keep focused because you already know what you're, there, what you're there to do, what you're there to execute, and keep doing what you're doing. If you had to give a pitch to any recruit that's considering Florida State for any future transfer that might be considering Florida State, what would that pitch be, especially seeing that you went through the process as a recruit, signed, transferred, and decided to go to Florida State, and it's been one of the best things you could have ever done. I'm gonna be completely honest. If you're not, if you don't want to sacrifice being selfish for the greater good of the team, then don't come here. And if you don't want to work hard, don't step foot on the campus because it ain't gonna look too good for you. And, and I'm willing to, to work hard and you know give everything you got and to be unselfish for the greater good of the team is gonna affect you in the long run too. No question, and that's the same mindset you got to have when you get to the next level. You know, playing in the National Football League, you got to be un- you, you got to be unselfish, right? You got to be a selfless in- individual and got to be willing to do some things for the greater good of the team, like you mentioned. Because every game ain't gonna be your best game. You're not gonna get every opportunity on either side of the football. When you play on Sunday, you know what I mean. You're playing against the best in the world, and you're playing with the best in the world. So oftentimes, you got to be a selfless individual. So well said, coming from Keon Coleman. So shots out to all the recruits that are tuning in right now. For the future transfer that might be considering Florida State in the near future, you heard it best from the best one of the best wide receivers in college football right now, what it means to be a Florida State Seminole, and one of the main reasons why he decided to go to, to Tallahassee as well. Uh, what were your emotions? A few weeks ago, you guys had opportunity to travel to Clemson, a team Florida State has struggled against for quite some time, getting over that hurdle and try to, trying to beat them. But what were your emotions during that game that resulted in the overtime win and you came up big time in the clutch for the, for the team? I mean, I felt like mm, a lot of times I take the feeling out of the game and just try to, you know, stay true within each moment and just respect, remain humble and respect the game and just continue to just, you know, make the plays that I've been making. And, you know, that's pretty much how I carry. But after the game, you know, it definitely was emotional. You know, it was a big win for coaching. You know, he, he expressed some of that emotion, but it just meant a lot to go out there and sacrifice and be out there with my teammates, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, all the things we've been through, 
through camp and through the first, you know, adversity and just responding to it the way we responded and, you know, coming out with the win. And I was blessed to be on the receiving end of that great ball, you know, the great ball that he threw and just making a catch. So, I mean, it was very special. Hey, real quick, that catch reminded me of the catch you had against LSU. And I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, I want to ask you this question because people were saying that you were telling, you remember the catch, the touchdown catch you had against LSU, you were singled up in the slot and you were yeah. pointing, uh, I think you were trying to tell JT, I don't know what you, you were trying to sig signal something. I was looking at Coach. I was telling Coach I wanted the ball, like, because I didn't get press coverage at all, like the whole game. So yeah. like, it was like third and one, uh, you know, he pressed. I'm like, it's third and one. I'm like, we're going to get the Q it was QB sneak, so we got that. But I'm yeah. like, if he pressing, I want the ball. I don't even care if he pressing no more. But he's on me finally. I'm like, wait, can I get the ball? Like, you feel me? And he, he called the play and it ended up being another defender, but it really didn't matter who it was. It was, gonna, it was I felt like it was gonna happen regardless. Okay. You know, you, you so call, we you all thought number, we all thought you were trying to talk to Jordan, but you was actually talking to the coach. Yeah. Coach make that call right there. You feel me? It's right off the third down. You get the conversion. I'm looking at coach like, look, my will call it. And yeah. you, know, you ask for your number to be called, you have to make the play. And you know, I you just made the play. You know, do what I knew how to do. And that was similar in the Clemson game as well, because correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the defender trying to press you? Yeah. So yeah. it's barbecue chicken. You already you already knew what time it was when you saw that. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty much, we was gonna probably run that until they pressed me. So it was like, <laughs> you know, I was go, I was gonna most likely get it, and you I was really it. mad because the in the in regulation, man. They, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing too much, but they you know, grabbed your jersey. They grabbed they 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 he, he, they grabbed your jersey. I, I know what you're talking about. Right and, and in the game, just like that, but yeah. You know, they grabbed, they got away with one. I, I remember that play vividly as well. Clearly, you jumped up before you even left the ground. He was already pulling on you. He pulled once I broke the once I broke him off, he, he yanked me back. I'm like, hey, but you know, we ended the game. I was hoping it was him guarding me again. But, you know, I'll take it on whoever coming up at the line trying to, you know, get busy. So no question. No question. And most recent, man, you went viral for an OBJ-like catch, man. One hand catch against Syracuse. You never brought the other hand on it. I mean, you literally caught it with your right hand and brought it down with the same hand. Take us through that play. That was a was that a post route? Yeah, I mean, it was it was more like a you know it was a read. You know, he's trying to play one route. You can break him off to the post, but mm -hmm. you know, he was off coverage. Uh, I'm in the slot, so I'm attacking him, and he's he's already like 12 yards off. So as I'm get to about eight to 12, my my landmark might maybe for my read. I see yeah. he's opening up for the slot fade. So I just once he opened his hips, I just crossed his face and then Jordan threw a ball. And I just went up there to get it. So when you saw the ball was pretty, it was, it was high, right? That was, you just like on one hand, I'm a, I'm a one-handed or it just kind of happened through the flow of the play? Nah, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird. Once I leave my feet, I don't really control what happens. You know, my yeah. body just reacts. So it was like, I just went up and I felt the ball hit, hit the hand and I felt him hit me in the back. And I was just like, I knew the ball wasn't going nowhere. So it, it just felt like I clawed it, like I went up for a dunk. I felt like he threw a lob. So when I grabbed it, I was like, oh, it's over with. I felt it. Once the ball hit my hand and he hit me, mm -hmm. I, I got back in the, you know, action moment. And I was like, ooh. And then, yeah. you know, it just happened. Hey, man, viral play. You could tell your basketball background jumped into play as well. Like you said, almost like you were catching a one-hand lob. And yeah. literally, you were above the rim with it. So, hey, skill sets are phenomenal, man. Keep keep If you if you want to go viral again this Saturday night against Duke, go ahead and go viral, man. We, we love seeing that. And individually speaking, Keon, man, you've been outstanding. You've already matched your touchdown output from a year ago. You have seven right now. What has allowed you to take the next step this year as a junior in this new offense? 
I feel like just the trust that Coach Novell has in me as a ball player and, you know, being as smart as I am, you know, in his eyes, you know, allowing me to just be free and just, you know, just do play my game and, you know, open up the playbook and let me just, you know, get loose a little bit. And also knowing that it's kind of, you can't really double me. So it's like, you know, because we have a lot of weapons. We have Johnny yeah. on the outside. We have Jaheim. We have running backs. And we have John Travis that's throwing the ball. So it's like, you know, so now it just allows me to open up and actually show what I can do. That's the thing about great coaching. You know what I mean? They allow you to be you. They don't put you in a box and keep you confined. You know what I mean? Move you around, allow you to be you. And when that, when you have that flexibility, I mean, you're comfortable and you're, you're excited because you know the opportunity is going to present itself when, it, when, they, when, they, when they're there. You just got to take advantage of it. So that's a great way. And I, and I love the mindset that offensively you guys have with so many. And I've been saying this since day one. And leading up to our season, I say the thing about Florida State, especially on the offensive side, we got so many pros. We got so many guys, if they do what they're supposed to do, they're going to be playing on Sunday. And you can't just focus all your attention on one guy. You can't. Because if you do, you're going to single up somebody against a pro that's going against a guy who's probably not going to have a shot playing in the National Football League, and they're going to get the business. They're going to receive the business. So it's almost like you got to pick your poison, and they do a great job. Coach Novell and his staff do a great job putting you guys in positions to be successful. And then you factor in the running game as well. You got some dogs back there that's going to be on Sunday as well. So I mean, it's 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 almost like you got to pick how you want to die. You yeah, know each week. I mean, they kind of just like, all right. I know they said the defense of me, Lara. This game, we just gonna have to give this up. Oh, you know. I mean, it's, sometimes I feel like it's really nothing you can do. You know, but you know. Hey, that's their problem. That they got to figure it out, right? <laughs> we, like, Coach, like Coach Atkins said, we have a good problem. We have a yeah, lot of guys. Yeah, y'all, y'all got a good problem. You got too many dudes out there. That's they, they got a bad problem. They don't have enough dudes. Yeah. Um. Personally for you, and I, you know, I, I'm a college football analyst for CBS. I talk NFL as well. So I monitor everything that's going on college football-wise. But for you, are you monitoring some of the other, quote-unquote, top wide receivers in college football? I, I wouldn't say monitoring, but, you know, what they do, people going to tag you in it, you know, eventually. But, you know, I just look. Sometimes I look, but it don't really affect me mentally, you know, or anything, because I don't really compare myself to anybody. So, we all in our different journeys. We're all in different situations when it comes to football. We all in different offenses, different systems, and different things like that. So I don't really yeah. compare myself to it. Well, I know you don't. And my job as an analyst, as I get ready for the NFL combine and things like that, I'm always looking, right? So, of course, you're my number one guy. You're my number one wide receiver. And I can care less if I'm biased. Just know you're my number one wide receiver. So when that time comes, I'm going to be talking about you like a number one guy. Then you got your guy, uh, you got Marvin Harrison Jr., all right. Malik Neighbors has been doing some pretty good things at LSU. Uh, clearly, he didn't do a lot of good things against Florida State, but we already know why, because we got some real boys in the secondary. And then uh, my man from uh, a doozy from uh, Washington. I think, you know, if you look at the top four wide receivers, pro-like wide receivers in the game right now in college football, that that's the top four. You know, yourself, Harrison Jr., Neighbors, and a doozy. And, uh, and then also, too, especially when, when 14 get back healthy, Johnny Wilson, I mean, you talk about being 6'7", 240, there ain't too much you can do against that. You know what I mean? So you talk about he can move like he moves. That's, that's the, the thing. And, and, and for me being a former cornerback, he would be very, very difficult to defend because it doesn't look like he's moving. Like but those slow motions he, he to moving. that stride. He but he moving though, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's sliding. Yeah, he, he's, he, he moving for real. And before you know it, he up on your toes. And when he up on your toes, 
you know, they even they leaving. You know what I mean? So and then you, you, you got you can't skip you can't skip the line. You go ahead and, and throw that jam. <laughs> you gonna give you some wiggle. Exactly. Exactly, man. Y'all got a lot of pros, man. I've been saying this since day one, man. We got a lot of pros in Tallahassee, man. If they keep that thing together, stay dialed in, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun, fun, entertaining season. And it has been so thus far. For you personally, I know you watch football. You know, is is there a guy? Is there a wide receiver currently in the National Football League that you kind of compare your game to? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's one like one particular guy. You know, there's a lot of guys that do what I do. Probably not as big, but the bigger guys probably don't. They can't probably move as fluent as as I do, and you know, get in and out of breaks. So it's like a mixture of different guys. I I got a guy for you. Hey, I've been, I've been wanting to get a chance to talk to you about this in person. Because like I say, you know, I'm a football college football analyst, so I'm always watching tape. I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying. When I saw you against LSU, I was like, man, he looked like somebody. And I'm trying to figure out who he looked like, who he remind me of that's currently in the National Football League. Because I'm like, well, he's 6'4", he's 210. I say, but he moved. Like you said, you, you, you move very, very fluid. You're a fluid mover. You know, most big guys don't move like how you move. I'm like, as I continue to watch you throughout the year, I say, I got it. You remind me, even though you're taller and a little heavier, you remind me of Jamar Chase. That's what somebody said. I said, I said, uh, Chase with, with the with the with a touch of Keenan Allen, because the personality I can put on routes when when you know when it's permissible, you know what I'm saying? When it's you can do it in the routes, I feel like that that's that kind of mixture. Somebody really just told me that, like you're a mix of Jamar Chase and some Keenan Allen. I was like, that ain't too far. Man, listen, I'll tell you this much, Keon. So if Jamar Chase and Keenan Allen had a football baby and that baby is you, good luck forever. Whatever defender trying to cover that out there, because Keenan Allen is one of the best route runners. The wiggle, just the, the ability to manipulate at the top of the route or at the beginning of the route. And then you talk about that get up and go that Jamar Chase got and being a strong runner of the football. I mean, that's a heck of a that's a that's a heck of a comparison. But I tell you this, but man, when that time comes. That's that's what I'm gonna roll with. That's what I'm 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 gonna yeah, tell them when they put the mic. The you ain't gonna see as much Keenan. You ain't gonna see as much Keenan. Now you might watch the practice film. You know we get more press, but in yeah. the games you don't you don't see too much. They don't really press too much. I don't I don't think they be wanting to do all. They don't be wanting to do that. So you don't get to but see you know, too you, much. You know why? They, hey, you know why they don't press y'all a lot though. You know, know that right? Why. I know why. We pros. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, we we work at our craft. We masters of our craft. But I Your think question, most of the practice tape, but you guys have a DB, that, that'll tell you, like, you know, I get icky at the line and in the middle of the route, at the top of the route, it don't really yeah. matter. So, but, you know, in the game, I'm waiting to showcase that, you know, it's always in the bag, it ain't going nowhere. On the next level for you, because we all know you have aspirations of playing in the NFL, would you love to be a part of the re return game as well? Because, of course, you are a punt returner. You had a big, big return game against uh, – Syracuse this past uh, Sunday, and I remember I, I I saw you you gave Peter Warwick some love as well, one of the all time greats. Man, you said the game before you kind of let him down. You wanted to bounce back and showcase your return skills. You did so, uh, but on the on the next level, do you have any aspirations of trying to be a part of the return game? Really, I'm gonna say that like you know, returning punch is fun and all, but it's really just you know me being like I said, being selfless, and you know that's what my team needed me to do here at Florida State. So I mean, I took on the role and just you know. Just trying to be dominant at it, but in the league, if that's what my you know, team needs a guy that they can trust to catch the ball back there, I mean, I'll do it. But you know, I, I'd rather you know, I'd rather leave that to the short, quicker guys, you know, so they can have their fun. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Make make your case for your starting quarterback, Jordan Travis. 
uh, why he should be a serious Heisman candidate. You see him every day. Clearly, you got a great relationship with him on the field. Uh, why should he be a legit, serious Heisman candidate? I'm going to say this. It goes beyond just the stats. Because, you know, the stats will tell you one thing, but we don't – a lot of teams try to keep the ball away from us. So he don't get, you know, 60 pass attempts a game and 50 pass attempts a game. He get about 20 plus, 20 to about 27. And how many of those he's connecting them? He ain't mm-hmm. missing but four throws a game. And some of them might be on the receiving end of a drop or something like that. Or, you know, pressing his face, he's making the right throw. But he's he's a very efficient quarterback. He puts the ball where it needs to be. He has great touch. He can definitely make plays after the run. Like, you know, once he has the ball in his hands, being a read option, whatever it is, quarterback keep, he can make those type of plays. He can keep the play alive, scrambling in the pocket. He can also stand in the pocket, take a hit, and deliver a great ball. As you can see, the last game he threw uh, the deep ball to me. He took a shot. Okay, the slang goes. Yeah. Yeah. And he stood in the pocket. That pocket collapsed a little bit towards the end. He stood in there like a champ, delivered big time ball to you. And how unselfish he is after that, he got up, shook it off, and ran downfield, came celebrate. And yeah. he, he has the arm strength, he has the accuracy and the mobility to do so. And, you know, just how great he is breaking down defenses and things like that, that he can put the ball in tight windows that I don't think a lot of quarterbacks can do. The anticipation, you know, and just he's a great guy outside of football. So, you know, I like, like we like to talk about the player that's outside the helmet and the shoulder pads. He's just a yeah. great guy, a great leader. You know, he's fun to be around. Always, He always has a smile on his face. So he's ready to come to work every day. Whether he's banged up or not, he's going to have that same energy and continue to be a leader as he is at that quarterback position. No question, no question. And, and like, the way he's grown as a, as a college quarterback has been a, a great thing to watch. Um, and just seeing the maturation process for him and continuing to see that, I'm right there with you. I stated like right last year when the, when Caleb won the Heisman, we did, we did our prediction for the Heisman for 2023 season. I said Jordan Travis. I like Jordan Travis going to put up Heisman-like numbers. And, you know, of course, everybody would say, well, B-Mac, anytime you talk for us, say you biased. I can care less. But the man got a legit, a legit case for that award. And he will continue to add to that debate for him as the season go on. You guys keep doing what you're doing. This Saturday night, once again, primetime stage. You know it's national TV again, right? Keon, you know that, right? Yeah, but it don't, it don't make a difference. We got to yeah. do our job. It's yeah, the first it's, night game. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, yeah, it's, uh, a nat- it's a national game. Uh, when we won the Super Bowl in 2008 with the Steelers, Mike Tom used to tell us all the time, it's a five-star matchup because we in it. It's not about who we playing. It's a five-star matchup because the Pittsburgh Steelers in it. I feel the same way about Florida State. It's a five-star matchup because Florida State in it. It don't matter who they playing, anytime Florida State plays, it's a five-star matchup, and we need that five-star energy from start to finish. So what type of environment do you expect? You talk about a night game and Dope Campbell under the lights, national stage. What type of environment do you expect against Duke, who's a ranked opponent? I think probably most electrifying outside of being in an ACC championship game. That's going to be the most hype game probably on Saturday. It's our homecoming. So, you know, we're looking to go out there and dominate as usual and get to being 1-0 for this week. And, you know, so mm-hmm. I feel like the fans going to come out and do what they do. They're going to make noise. They're going to be loud on third downs. You know, they're going to celebrate when we score. So we're looking to, you know, put on the show. I know you early on in your prep getting ready for the Blue Devils, but defensively, they've been a pretty, you know, physical group, you know, playing some pretty good football. You know, what are some of the good things you've seen so far from the Duke, the Duke Blue Devils defense uh, based on what they've showcased throughout the year? I mean, I'm going to start with up front. Up front, they, they're very good, you know, doing what they do. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have they have pretty good linebackers and a good secondary that's, that's disciplined. You know, they played a lot of snaps. You know, they're very disciplined techniques. So they rely on uh, – I think they rely more so on you messing up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they're going to continue to play their coverages and do what they do and, you know, try to create turnovers. So they're good at punching at the ball and things like that. You know, and their press technique, they're pretty good. And they've, you know, pretty much dominated the teams that they have played. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the challenge. You know, one thing I like about your answer there, for a lot of our listeners and viewers, you might have not caught on to what Keon said. The first thing he said, I want to start up front. See, he's not just watching film about the guys in the secondary. He's also paying attention to the guys on the first level, right, and the guys in the second level. So th- that is a huge plus to have for a wide receiver when you're not only just paying attention to the secondary. Because one thing about the secondary, the second-level guys, which are the linebackers in the secondary, are hand-in-hand. They t- kind of tell you what they're doing. They got to be on the same page. So your ability to understand and pay attention to all three levels on the defensive side, NFL scouts, that's a good thing. Y'all heard of That's a great thing. That's 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 football IQ right there. So, hey, keep doing it's that. Simply, keep studying simply hey, because, that though, way. Like they like to say, pass, rush, and coverage work together. So if the D-line never getting back there, you're going to torch the defensive backs the whole game. But if they okay. have great pass rushes, so you have to be able to understand the timing you're going to have in your route depending on the different type of stunts they do and things like that, different type of games and shifts they do pre and post snaps. So you got to understand, you know, how good those guys are up front. So no question. No question. I know you haven't really participated against our rivals in-state rivals that we hate Miami and Florida state. And I know you're new to that rivalry, but just being around the program, who would you say, who do you hate more? Miami or Florida, uh, Miami or Florida? Both of them. I'm all in with the beef. It's, look, I'm, I've enjoyed it. I don't, I don't care if I understand it or not. I'm here, so I'm going to fight for my team. Okay. So it's, smoke, right. it's smoke whenever we see both of them. Last question for you. What does this team have to do to compete for a national championship this year? Uh, be honest, continue to just worry about us. It's all about us. It don't matter who we playing. As long as we focus on us and be sound in our, you know, in our game plan and our technique and fundamentals, I pretty much think we're unstoppable. So continue to just strive to be one and no each day. So that Saturday and be one and on that Saturday, just keep that process going. Coming to work every day, we're going to be pretty much unstoppable. So I think that's what's, you know, going to potentially lead us there. All right, before I let you go, Keon, we're going to transition to the superlative part, right? So this is like a two-minute situation. You on offense, you ain't got no timeouts. Y'all got to score a touchdown. I'm going to hit you with a few rapid-fire questions. I want your honest, unbiased answer. All right? All right. When you get to the NFL, because that's where we're seeing you going, right? That's where we're going to speak into existence, right? At the next level, who would you like to score your first touchdown on? Slay. Who? Darius Slay. Darius Slay. Okay, big play Slay. Matter of fact, we had him on the show a few times, man. He's a big-time fan of yours as well. So Darius Slay, one of the greatest to ever do it right now, still playing, and he will be in the league by the time you get there. Darius Slay, you heard the best. Keon Coleman, man, respect, nothing but respect, but he want to go ahead and score that first touchdown on you. Second question for you. Most people don't realize, realize this about you, but every time you play in a game, you have on an Apple Watch. Well, why is that? See the blue for Duke? I mean, that's pretty much as match the team that we play. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. So every team you play, you're going to have their, their color on your watch. And the mouthpiece of magic. I didn't know that. Why is that? 
I mean, it's just something that, you know, I probably haven't taken this Apple Watch off since spring when I was at Michigan State. So it's like I just, you know, continue to wear it. It started off with black, but, you know, now people that watch, watch, that have watch bands, they support it and they just send me all the colors that I need. And, you know, so you, so got a, just, you got a watch band color for every team that y'all playing this year? Every single team. Gold, and a mouthpiece. Yep, gold for Wake Forest, purple for North Alabama. I got orange, I got blue. I got orange and blue for Florida, orange and green for Miami. I got all of them. Wow. So it's just, you know, it's just something that I, you know, something that I like. And it's, it's kind of like, it's not really trolling, but you know, after the LSU game, they were trying to call the scene like you cheated. Yeah, the yeah. So I'm like, nah, bro, I just took it up a, a step, a level, you know, a little bit high, you know, a little bit of trolling, but not too much. Yeah. So you got, so you rocking the blue one tonight for the Blue Devils. I mean, every practice night. until the game. Until every the game practice too. So you're just getting it right. You're getting the reps ready. I put, I change them every week. Okay. I like that. All right. That's, that's good. That's good insight right there. If Keon Coleman, uh, Coleman wasn't scoring touchdowns, playing football, what would you be doing? Oh, probably we're going to do something with, uh, you know, just giving, being able to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I would be, I would like to get in coaching at some point or, you know, really, I like coaching maybe, you know, real estate, you know, being an accountant or something like that. I like, you know, I like money and just being able to give back to the community. So, you know, any, any way I can impact the youth, that's pretty much me. What state has the best high school football? Louisiana. Nah, don't be biased. biased. I think you're going to be biased, but you know, I think, I think, I think Florida might have it. I think Florida might have it because Texas got, Texas got some heat too though. But I think Florida might have it. All right. Last question for you. Who has the best office in college football and why? Florida State Seminoles. We have, Why is that? We, have, we have so many unselfish pros on his offense. It's like, you know, like you said, pick your part. We have receivers. We have running backs. We have tight ends. We have quarterback. We have linemen. But we also have depth beyond the second team in those position groups. We can go third team deep, and they can start at another university. So, it's like, we have a lot of depth and a lot of unselfish guys on his offense. And we hey. have a great kicker. So, you know, we got it all around, you know. Gotta show love, you know. You gotta no make question. them count. No question. That's important. That that is important, man. Well, Keon, man, thank you for joining us. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, man. Nice episode. I know Seminole fans will love this. And for all the Seminole fans that will that are planning on going to the game in Tallahassee, make sure you're there. Make sure you're loud. Make sure you're disrespectful to anything that's not in the garnet and gold. The boys out there need that energy. Keon is expecting a full house from start to finish. Seven thirty. Prime time stage again, no other than the great Keon Coleman, best wide receiver in college football, number four. And make sure y'all check that Apple Watch out on Saturday night because, you know, when he scored at least two of them things, man, y'all probably going to see it on his wrist a little bit, showcasing the, the Blue Devil blue, as he oftentimes do every outing. Keon, man, thank you for joining me. Best of luck to you. I appreciate you for having me. Have a great day.